2: what's going on everybody welcome back to the loophole to reality podcast where we talk about music the festivals and the culture behind them i'm one of your hosts johnny blaze joined by my other host kiki how you doing today kiki
3: what's going on guys we're super excited to be back with you guys uh sorry about last week we kind of got snowed in we had a big uh winter storm come through here and it was pretty gnarly
2: yeah it's crazy man we had the like the biggest snow we've had in a long ass time yeah it's wild
3: here we are we're back and we have a pretty awesome episode for you guys today later on in the episode we got victor montoya who's gonna come on the show and tell us his crazy stories and how he fell in love with bonnaroo so please stay tuned for that but on the other hand we got a lot of big festival news honestly yeah, music news
2: in general. Yeah,
3: yeah, music too. Uh some great album that has dropped, um some festivals that are coming up. So we got a lot of lots to talk about.
2: Yeah, and uh we start today off with uh I'm sure you guys have already heard the news out there. The big news that dropped today. Uh Daft Punk
3: is hanging it up. Hanging hanging it up. They're calling yeah, it they're calling it quits. Uh un- or originally <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have to utilize the soundboard absolutely,
2: but, but I mean yeah, uh I saw this uh i, I this was uh, the first thing I woke up to today and I was i was uh I was surprised a little bit, but I mean, not super much
3: I mean yeah i I, I kind of agree with you because they haven't done a lot in the past, but you know, they have some great iconic music and it definitely is sad to see such an iconic duo. Stop making music. Obviously they're not going to stop making music. They're just stop making music together. I feel like they're going to do a lot of producing, you know, they, they're just, they just can't <laughs> as a musician myself. Yeah, I, mean, wh- who, I would who never really, just stop doing really music. Who knows what the future holds uh, for these two. I mean, the,
2: the only people who know are themselves. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Hey, if they are truly done, then I mean they have a legacy behind them that will
3: be yeah absolutely you know. Beyond, I grew up listening to it's Daft crazy. Punk. Yeah, I grew up listening to Daft Punk and I I love their music, especially uh, One More Time. That was the first song I heard by them and it was just just like awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, when you think about it, they're just so ahead of their time, because I mean, like nowadays, like that that kind of music is everywhere.
3: Yeah, but I yeah, mean, at back the, then they were at like the time that, that was futuristic. Yeah, they were like, oh, that's like a futuristic kind of sound, and like they had that really cool synth, and you know they they really paved the way for a lot of techno sounds, in my opinion.
2: Oh, absolutely, and I mean, hey, if this is truly the end that it that that's wild. I mean, they they did it in a pretty cool way.
3: yeah, they definitely did. That blog video was kind of cool, even though it kind of dragged on for a minute.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I was I was telling you earlier, yeah like yeah, I think that video could have definitely been about half the time it was <laughs> for sure. It was about eight minutes long if you guys have seen it out there.' I'm, I mean, I'm sure you have. It's is it's a fun video to watch but yeah I think it definitely could have been trimmed down in maybe about 4 minutes
3: but thank you for the awesome music over the years. Oh
2: yeah, absolutely sure. and like and they've had some pretty cool uh I th- I know they've played Coachella, I think.
3: I don't know if they did. They might have. I I, I know they I have know.
2: one maybe okay, if it wasn't Coachella. It All was I know Glass is they never played Mary.
3: Bonnaroo and I know a lot of Eurovians out there are probably pretty pissed off about oh, this. Oh yeah, they're
2: always the they're always that that band that's like you know when you know when when a uh, rumor season's about, it's always oh, it's Daft Punk. Daft Punk's Daft headlining. Punk's, yeah. Daft that, Punk's that's their
3: immediate go-to thing. Like, hey, Daft Punk is headlining. Daft
2: Punk is playing at my house. We don't
3: care what you say. They're they're headlining.
2: Daft Punk ain't playing at no one's house.
3: And if they don't, they are next year. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it definitely is some unfortunate news, you know, but to give you good, positive vibes about it. They're definitely not done with music at, at, just as a duo. They're, they're going to keep producing music. They can't just stop as musicians doing music. And that's what I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, nobody truly knows what the future holds for these two guys except themselves. Yeah, for sure. And if this is the way they decide to um, hang it up, then hey, kudos to them. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, whatever. I mean, cool that you guys want to go out On your terms, you know, instead of just continuing a thing that you just don't really want to do anymore if your passion's not there.
3: And So, uh, besides Daft Punk, you know, we have a lot of really good positive um, stories coming out in the music world, such as Madison Square Garden is opening up to 10% capacity. Yeah,
2: Madison Square Garden, the big... The big dogs of yeah, all the big dogs. That's a huge uh,
3: step for live shows right now. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, Madison and Madison Square Garden, I mean, like, when it comes to venues, besides, I mean, like, the outdoor venues, Ma- I mean, Madison Square Garden is huge. Peak. peak. I mean, yeah. for anything. For, like, yeah. for music, for comedy, for, for I mean you know, you, you play at the garden. I mean, that's, that's a huge deal.
3: (laughs) You play at the garden, (laughs) but no, that, that is a lot of hope for live shows and sports. And, you know um, I know over the past year and a half, we have lost a lot of good venues. Uh, I know around us we have due to COVID and I feel like we need some hope and we need to shed a little light on this because we want live shows to come back Absol- strong.
2: Absolutely, uh, this this is a this is definitely like I mean this isn't like the 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 best news the the news to end all news. No, but it's, it's like what more, we want to hear. More, uh, no, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean I was I was getting to that, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it, yeah, like you said, it's a step in the right direction, and you know for uh for a um a venue quite like Madison Square Garden to come out and say you know they're gonna let people come back. And inside the venue is is a big deal, especially somewhere like New York yeah. where things have been, like, super shut down yeah. and just nothing's happening. So, I mean, is th- does this mean, like, everything's going to be open immediately? No, not necessarily. But, yeah, like you said, this is just—it's a great step in the right direction— and it, it's so awesome to see. And I, I know what they say. We were saying at first that uh, it's going to be mainly for, like, sporting events. Yeah,
3: because I know the first thing they're opening up for is the next game that happens tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. And uh, which is it's it's pretty cool. We'll see how, how things go and, you know, what kind of feedback they get. And I hope it can continue to grow their capacity and get them moving. <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 loving seeing this news. Like I mean, thing like like I said, like we see we say every every week, it's it's baby steps in the right direction. We got it. We got to take them little steps. I mean, yeah, we want we want everything to open up right away and just get thing get the ball moving. Of course we do. I mean, like yeah, it's you know it's not going to happen overnight, unfortunately. But like but seeing like you said, seeing these things, these little things happen, it's it, it is super encouraging. And it, it makes me super optimistic the, for uh, going forward.
3: Yeah, uh, especially seeing some other news like uh, Swanee. They're doing their festival in April. They they said they're announcing their lineup soon. It's Swanee Rising.
2: Yeah, Swanee Rising. I believe it's happening April 3rd. 3rd?
3: It's like April 8th. Or, yeah, something somewhere around then, but um, these guys put on multiple festivals a year. They do Swanee Rising. I know they do uh, Hulaween. They used and, to do
2: Wani. Yeah, I mean, Wani. I mean, yeah, if you guys are familiar with, I mean, Swanee out there, it, it's one of the most beautiful places to have a music festival. Oh, yeah. In in the United States. It's it's so beautiful in there.
3: It's super cool, and especially during when they do Hulaween, like Spirit Lake, that's like one of my favorite times of years going to spirit lake and just oh yeah seeing all who, the art who, installations. Is, is like that's like the whole reason yeah. we even know about Swanee yeah, in the
2: first sure. place for sure and it's it's unreal it's it's something yeah and so, to see some surreal. news like
3: that like swanee rising doing a festival in april is is beyond amazing
2: yeah it, it's again it's uh giving us these these glimmers of hope yeah
3: and, ho- I mean, you know, like hopefully like- they have some safe social distancing and things like that, because I know that's still up in the air for a lot of these festivals. Mm-hmm. They don't know how they're going to regulate these kind of things, you know?
2: Absolutely. And and well, and another thing with about uh, Swanee is, you know, even the big festivals like Swanee hold about twenty five thousand people. Maybe I think Max is what yeah. they cap it off at. And, you know, I mean, that's a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. But I mean compared to some of these other big festivals like, like Bonnaroo, eighty thousand, yeah. Yeah, where yeah, exactly, where it's like eighty thousand people, twenty-five thousand is, is a quarter yeah, of that. Yeah, that's that's
3: nothing, yeah.
2: And but, I mean if you can do that and regulate people and keep the, you know, regulations in place and do all that, then yeah, that would be awesome. That 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 things could get uh moving down there.
3: I really hope it works out because that's one of my favorite venues, uh, especially the amphitheater. Oh yeah, Swanee is so cool. It's uh, that's like one of the best places to see a a nice, like, intimate show, in my opinion.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Swanee. I mean, that place, like I said, I mean, we we talk about
3: Bonnaroo a lot on here, but Swanee, holy moly, that place is just magical. It really is magical, and it's located in Live Oak, Florida. It's like only a half hour into Florida. It's basically Georgia.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're you're coming from where we're coming from, we're coming from Indiana. So, I mean, yeah. Heading down South, getting, uh, getting through Georgia. And then it's, it's, we're in Florida for about, yeah. like you said about 30 minutes and it's like, Oh, Hey, we're here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just still in the thick of the swamps, but that that's some really good news going on in the music world right now. And also at the same time, you know, these amazing artists keep dropping these albums every month, and I think it's awesome. This month, uh, Tosh Sultana, she just dropped that album. Oh,
2: yeah. And
3: that, that we were listening to it before we started recording, and wow, that, I, that first song, Musk, like is a total vibe for I, sure. I've
2: been listening to this thing all week, and, man, I, I've, I've loved uh, Tosh Sultana for a while. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Tosh, is, it's, is I it think Tosh? Sol- is
3: Sultana or Sultana?
2: I mean, yeah, either way.
3: <laughs> either way, she's amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I've been, I've just been digging her style for a while. Like I, I'm sad to admit I didn't see her show at Bonnaroo. I did see her later in Nashville. Like I went to go see her solo, and it was amazing.
3: Incredible. yeah i saw a little of bonner and she she was awesome
2: and it's she she just she, she, yeah, she's yeah she just gives a this, good vibe absolutely she's just got this style of her own that it's incredible what she can leave
3: Leaving blaze speechless over here yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah i love it i love it man yeah tosh sultana i'm all about this new album it's so good uh a couple of my favorite tracks i love uh beyond the pine I love uh, Greed. I, I just love the whole Pretty album. Pretty Ladies was a good one, too. Pretty Lady. Like, honestly, yeah. I mean, I love the whole, the entire album. Like, listening to it from front to back. I've probably listened to it at least three times over this uh past weekend.
3: Yeah, I remember you coming up to me like, "Man, have you heard Tosh Sultana's album yet?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "I've already listened to it twice."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, dude, it's so good. Like, if you guys haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. Tosh Sultana's uh Terra Firma. Is that the name of the album? Uh
3: yeah, I believe Terra Firma. Mm-hmm, if we're not yeah. pronouncing it right, sorry.
2: No, yeah, we might not. We're not the best at pronunciation <laughs> sometimes, but we try our best. But you know, we're. I think we're close enough to where you guys understand what we're saying. We're talking about a certain thing out there, and you know, you know what we're trying to say. Absolutely. Terra Firma. Terra Tosh <laughs> Sultana and her new album, and it's incredible, man. I'm telling you, if you've dug her at Bonnaroo because she's played there. What? What year was she there? Was she in 2018? 2018. 2018 20.
3: 2017 or 2018? One of these years. I think it was 2018, though. Yeah. Uh. But her her show is just incredible it, when she gets behind the guitar i feel like she's just like just her and the guitar up there nobody else is watching her and you can tell she's just in her zone and that's what that's what's great about some musicians like that that just let loose and i mean
2: her herself is yeah. like an entire instrument like her yeah. voice matched with the guitar oh yeah for sure it's just like a such a and the way she loops it too like it's cool. I absolutely love it
3: yeah but um we are going to jump right into the interview with our friend Victor Montoya. He's got some really cool stuff, and we hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode of Loopholder Reality. So stay tuned. He's coming right now.
2: Yeah, I can't wait, guys. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Loopholder Reality Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Blaze. We got a special segment uh, starting off today where we're going to uh, talk more with our fans and people in our group, and we're going to get some insight to some of their stories. And like we want to hear from you guys, yeah, like we, wanna we hear said, crazy this. stories. Yeah, absolutely. And one of our first guests we have happened to meet at Bonnaroo. Yeah. And we are so proud to have him on today. Thank you so much, Victor Montoya. What's going on, man?
1: How's it going, guys?
2: It's going great over here, man. How are you?
4: Uh, Doing good. Doing good and hanging out. Uh, Happy to talk about one of my favorite subjects, uh, the farm. Like, I'm really, really happy that you guys have put this thing together and given me the opportunity to tell my my mishaps of my first uh, Bonnaroo.
3: Yeah, we were super excited to get you on here, and we definitely want to hear your story. What what really got you into Bonnaroo? You know all the crazy things that happened. How prepared or how unprepared you were? So yeah, we're definitely excited.
2: Yeah, man. So yeah. like, let's well, dive right in. Like, what you 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 had uh, some interesting things. You said you wanted to tell us. So like, let's let's get into this.
4: Well, um, so my first Bonnaroo was back in 07. Uh, that was when, uh, tool, uh, headlined. It was honestly the draw that, that got me over there. Um,
1: yeah.
4: in 2007, I, I, I did like my first, um, like reaching out and trying to like have my own life experiences. Like how old was I? I had to be 2003. I was 20. I'm um, blanking on how old I was. I was 23, <laughs> 23. Yeah. 20, 23 or 24 with enough uh, credit to buy a ticket to uh, Tennessee. Well, the backstory is I, I, I first went to go see Rage Against the Machine at Coachella, right? And right. Uh, nice. it was their first show in fucking years. And so I flew out to California, had a fantastic time at yeah, Coachella. Yeah, I that was awesome. And But Coachella is not Bonnaroo, right? So Coachella, I had a hotel room. I would drive into the place. It was like food there and like no. everything else. Then you just hang out for the whole day and then you go back to your hotel room. So like,
2: I don't want to, I didn't mean to interrupt the, you. Sorry, but uh, is, is Coachella like all camping or was that just what you had to do that year? Do they not
1: have no, camping? No, no. As there, a-
4: there, there is camping, but I didn't take advantage of it because like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, dumb kid from Brooklyn, right? I don't know how to <laughs> camp. Like but that's uh, that's uh, the idea of like having a tent and whatnot. Like I think i have done that like maybe once or twice in New Jersey. Like I had no real experience on, on how to do any of that stuff. So like the right. the word camping was like yeah, another language to me. So when I was like, <laughs> oh well I can just get some place in Indio and just drive into the into the into the, the facility every day, well that's more my bag. Um, I don't want to get into a conversation about Coachella. I ended up getting a hotel room that was like an hour away from fucking Indio, and it was a fucking pain in the ass. But whatever, oh, so man, that was, yeah, that was I my imagine. baseline of my experience at music festivals, right? So I figured, uh, like, this is like, like right now, we would all be buying our tickets or getting ready for it. So, like, I bought those Coachella tickets, and I bought the Bonnaroo tickets the same at the same time, because like, oh, Tool's going to be in Tennessee. Well, of course I'm going to go that. Oh, yeah, what's for this, sure. What's <laughs> the special like? It's Like, no planning, no nothing, just bought tickets. And I saw that there was no real hotel-like thing that Coachella was kind of pushing, or at least making it seem like it was uh, available. So I just got a camping pass, and I just really didn't pay it all too much mind. Like I'm, I'm a kid. Like I'm, I'm 20 something years old. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. You're so like
1: fucking, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well,
4: yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm a dummy. I was supposed to go with uh, with somebody, and we had a we had a bit of a falling out uh, before before it happened. And I ended up just going alone because like I'm not going to miss my chance to see Tool for the first time. So I, I go. I'm kind of blanking on who else headlined that year, but it was an amazing experience. Like.
2: Two thousand seven.
4: Yeah, the flaming lips were there. Yeah, flaming There's lips Gil were there. Girls. Was
2: that was that uh, the police or was that sure. a different year?
4: Yes, it was the police. Yeah, the, the universe opened up to me during
3: the the, the police set ah. the, of course.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I, I wasn't there, there that year, but I've I've done
0: I've I've looked up like past lineups and yeah, I, I wish I could've
3: been at that that year, Bonnaroo. because that
0: with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Uh, yeah, the police. Yeah,
4: no, you bring me back for at least three <laughs> years afterwards. I would, I would listen to uh, sending out an SOS and have like little, little reminders, little, little flashbacks, and uh, it, was, it was an amazing experience. So yeah, but that's like, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Like I oh, yeah. Sorry. get tickets. I go. I go to. I go to Tennessee. Like this is like the second time now that I've ever really left New York City on my own, and. Um, Touching base, uh, touching, uh, landing in Nashville. So hold on,
2: hold on just one second. Sorry. Uh, did you, were you going to Bonnaroo by yourself for your first time? So nobody, oh, okay.
4: All right. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up not going with anybody. I, I knew a few people that, um, I, I had, uh, like friendships with, but Mm -hmm. I don't know, like I was a bit of a fucking jackass. So like we weren't really (laughs) close, but. We were, we were, we were at least friendly enough that one day we ended up meeting, like I met their whole crew and hung out and they, uh, they hooked me up and, uh, that was actually the night of the police. Like I had a good time. So yeah, but, uh, initially I was just fucking dropped off in Tennessee alone, like not knowing what the fuck I was really doing other than like the goal to get onto this festival to go see tool. Like it's, um, what was really fucked up was like when I landed in Nashville, I realized that I left my tickets in New York City on my nightstand. Oh, oh shit! No.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. So I'm I I like the thought came to me when I saw the plane landing and I was like, wait a fucking second, I don't have my ticket. And oh, it was it was like a really man. dope ticket. It was like it and was you, like that it was that like bobblehead dude. And yeah, and, and this and this was, was when here. they
2: still actually had like. Actual tickets instead of just sending you the wristbands, right?
4: Yeah, you know what? I lied. It's not. It wasn't the bobblehead. It was the year that they had the golden ticket. So I, I had a silver ticket. I didn't get the golden ticket. Oh, but I left the silver. What the ticket hell, Willy Wonka?
1: Book. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I left the ticket in New York, so I had to call my dad and have him FedEx it overnight in order for me to get into the festival. So, like, I didn't really have that whole Thursday night experience, like the, the whole. What I learned later on in life that Thursday night the first night that you're meeting everybody is fucking amazing right oh yeah I didn't yeah. have that what well, I well
2: and some people sometimes what it's had, Wednesday night
4: it's, yeah um I'm, I'm, yeah whatever the first night that we all drive in camp and set up spots and find out who our neighbors are is I think is one of those I think the, it is Wednesday, yeah. experiences I mean well
2: some people come in Wednesday tomorrow. some people come in Thursday
3: it it, it varies but it definitely is one of the coolest experiences. Get to meet new people. That That's the best part about Bonnaroo is just meeting new cool people. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely. I mean, like, we've had yeah. two people, like, on our show because, like, we've met them
4: yeah. at Bonnaroo, and it's yeah. awesome. Oh, dude, like, my, my second year, uh, the, the the next year, I went to two or three more music festivals with this guy, Jamie Doom, and we're still friends till this day. We're talking, like, 12. 13 years now. Like I have only met, I have only met this person like three or four times in my life, but we spent days on end with each other at honestly like, like haywire levels of like fun. Yeah. For and sure. I just, it, it's, it's, you, you make, you make lifelong friends at these, at these places. It definitely is crazy. It's, it's just like, it's just like you, you, I think maybe associate such good times
5: with these people, but no, I got to know, no purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: In a matter of four days, and he was just my neighbor in Bonnaroo, and we just like to, obviously, like I don't know how PC your your, your your podcast is, but there were like heavy fucking drugs involved.
1: Oh yeah. But
4: you're like you're 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 in such a safe uh, safe place to use the nomenclature, no, no, uh, to use the word that no one's really judging you. No no one's really like like oh you should be ashamed or you shouldn't act that way no it's such such a beautiful experience and to share with somebody else and like to, to go back to jamie to tell the dude every fucking thing and have him reflect everything back to you it was just like oh this is fucking this is this is god at work right this is this is this is son this is like this is this is how it. Should always be, or at least this is how I I would love it to always be. Absolutely, you're still my fucking friend. Absolutely, like, I can't, I can't.
2: No, no, sorry, go ahead.
4: Yeah, no, it's like I can't, I can't think of a better place to have made that relationship other than Bonnaroo, right? It's and less, yeah, not like, and that's like,
2: that's one thing I've always said about Bonnaroo, like going, like you know, regardless of like how the lineup changes over the years and how like the crowd may, uh, you know, even change a little bit, the community of that festival is one thing that always draws me in unlike anything else and like I know when people always ask me like you know like what's the one thing that you know Bonnaroo separates itself
3: from other festivals I think it is that community it's the community aspect I mean I when when I first went to Bonnaroo it I wasn't very like a social person I was kind of awkward but after my first year it made me this open person and I met a lot of new people, and like you said, I never lost connection with them. I mean, I'm friends with some of the people I went to Bonnaroo with seven years ago. Well, Blaze. <laughs> but it, it truly is an amazing place, and it it changes people's lives. And I feel like it's something people need to experience at least once. If it's not Bonnaroo, just some kind of festival that just generates that vibe. Yeah. It's,
4: it's, I don't think you'll get – like, I didn't really get the same sort of, like, feeling at Coachella, although there's a person, a friend of mine in my life that I've met at Coachella that I'm still friends with. Like, I think it's whatever how, how you make it, right? But the it was definitely something different, right? I don't know if it's like some remnant from the Deadhead days or like how, how Tennessee is or how the South is or like how inviting um, attitudes can be in the South. Yeah. But It was, um, it's a different vibe. Like, I. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like, of course, it's kind of changed, but it was fucking hippie to the fucking start, right? Like, you meet some of these guys, like, these guys have been doing these festivals for 30 or 40 fucking years. Yeah, they've been doing it for a long fucking time. Yeah. Like, Jamie's a guy I'm talking about. He used to just, he used to follow the dead around, like, and sell, um, uh, bracelets and whatnot for fucking money. It's like that's that's that that was the lifestyle. I was like oh shit, you yeah. did that? It's like yeah, yeah. This is this is what we did for a while.
1: Oh, and yeah,
2: what was a, a life very, to live. That was a very common thing back then. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And you know, I've met a lot of people right, at other festivals that do the same thing. They 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 travel around yeah. with these vendors and just they just love it. I'm, that's such a cool lifestyle.
2: So uh, so one thing I gotta ask, like you, so you said like you know you're you're from New York and that area and you weren't used to like the whole camping aspect. So, you know, going into Bonnaroo, what was that whole aspect like of like setting up a tent and stuff like that? How different and like crazy was that for you? Oh.
4: What tent? I didn't
2: have a tent. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so I, what, uh, what did
2: you have? Did friend, you have anything with you? He had the I,
4: earth. <laughs> I, had, I had, I had the bright idea that like, why the fuck do I need a tent? And I just spent a couple hundred dollars for this rent a car. I want to sleep in the car. And oh. it was a terrible. Oh, my Terrible God. experience. Fucking hot. Because, like, you know, it's cold in the fucking evening. Oh, yeah. And it's hot already in the morning and it's humid. And, like, the windows, like, you're never going to have the windows open enough or close enough to be, be comfortable. Yeah,
3: you're not going to have that
1: comfortable. So like,
4: sure. I'm, I'm, like, six foot. Six foot nothing, but a back seat of fucking a court or whatever the fuck I was in, is not big enough to really like get any sort of good rest. Like it was not a good experience. I, I was actually trying to rack my brains to try to think like, did I have food? Did I have water? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't recall if I was even smart enough to get anything really. Like, like, I don't think I did. I think it was just like relying on the good graces of the vendors of the place to get me fed And get me hydrated like i seriously don't think i had more than like jerky and like sunflower seeds like just dumb shit they would pick up at the corner store like i was unprepared to the fucking 10th degree like i was not doing very well
3: (laughs) the bonnaroo gods got you through that one
4: (laughs) yeah i i did it was like through the good graces of my neighbors that uh would give me orange juice and like Sit me down, like I was. I mean, I was like doing ecstasy, like without any fucking food. Like I wasn't oh, well no. to begin with. Oh yeah, not I wasn't. I was, I, wasn't I, I was not well going into the facility. Into the into the facility. Like I was at that point in my life, like maybe a hundred and sixty to one hundred and seventy pounds. Like to, to say it frankly, I'm 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 a drug addict. Like I'm uh, I'm, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I have five years sobriety right now. I don't know. If like the last time I, the last time I saw you guys, yeah, the last time I saw you guys, I was having a sober route really? I was I was going to the meetings. Yeah, I was going to the meetings at the on the farm because it's necessary for me. Like especially at uh, at at something that could be very triggering for me, like a a, a a music festival that I used to fucking get wasted at. Now I'm going to sober. Like,
3: well, that's awesome. Yeah, that that God. is that is so thank awesome.
4: God, there's meetings there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, know, like, was at, go ahead. Sorry.
4: Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, that's my experience. So like going over there, I was already like deep in my fucking at 23 or 24. I was a pretty heavy drug user. Like I would do coke and whatnot. And like, it's not terrible. I was not like doing IV drug use. I'm the, I might've been smoking meth. Cause like I, there was some fucking hairy weed that I was smoking in New York, but pro- kind of explains the weight loss but like I was super fucking skinny and not very healthy, especially that year going, going there there's a pho- there's one photograph of me at that Bonnaroo. And I just, I, I look at it and I look at my neck and I'm just like, God damn, Victor, what the hell were you doing to yourself? It was a great year. I had a good time. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was just not something that I could do anymore. Hey. Um, but
2: I mean, like that to me like that's so awesome that you like yeah absolutely. can still go to these festivals at, like sober and, and still enjoy it and, and the best still part have
3: is a that, great time. And the best part you're you're a healthy oh, yeah. person now and you're sober and you're still having a great time like you said that's that's so awesome. Congratulations by the way.
4: I appreciate that. no, but it's it's it's'm I'm, I'm just so glad that 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 well one the soberu guys like if anybody out there is listening to this and wondering or questioning if they can ever go back you can I mean I went to like three meetings in, in one day and would go to their campsite if I was feeling a little a little hairy True, sure, I'm not really like getting to know them on like uh, a really fucked up way but it's just like oh it's just people like yeah. it's, it's just the same experience and and the meetings over there are just as as, as helpful as the meetings that I go to out here like it's just another venue. It's it's home, and that's really. another that's it's another great
2: thing. It 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 is definitely home. That's I another great you, thing about how Bonnaroo. Said that. And how
3: they do that, and, and, you know, that's what makes Bonnaroo such an awesome community and festival at the same time. They they want to make sure everybody's having a good time.
2: And uh, you know, uh, Victor, maybe you can give me a, a clarification on this because I can't, I can not say I have had a sober Roo, so to say. But I feel right. like there's just a, like, just a natural euphoric high when you get to Bonnaroo. Like, you know, without, like, I mean, not doing anything, you just get there and you just have this feeling of just euphoria. Like, it's it's there without any kind of substance or anything. It's just that feeling of being in that place. Do you, do you think that's true, too, especially, like, with not, uh, especially, like, having uh, experienced, like, Rue sober?
4: Well, yeah, no, it's it's it, I I totally agree with that. I mean, to just to kind of take magic away from your statement, it's a vacation, right? It's a three to four day music centered vacation, and it's it's a thing that makes me tick, right? I love bands. I love I love going to see new bands. I like meeting fucking people. Like this is an opportunity that gets me away from from my job, right? This is just like, it's like, I don't want my life to be my job. I'd rather my life be running around this, 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 uh, well, it's it's a polo field, right? No, that's Coachella. Coachella's a polo field. It's a farm.
2: Yeah, Meeting it's, people it's, from it's the all, farm.
4: All, all walks of life, people from different fucking countries, people from different uh, social strata, like this is just a place where you're, you're making yourself new again that's the way I always look at it like how, how do I want to act how yeah. how how have I been acting that I haven't been feeling comfortable with myself like well here's a whole new arena with thousands of fucking people who don't know who the fuck I am I I could just be who I want to be and thankfully it's not an asshole like it's just the nicest fucking version of myself that I can be just to just make sure that the person I'm talking to is having a good time too like, it's, well, not to say that I don't have, like, these odd experiences. I know I've done it drunk, I've done it sober, where you just approach a couple of people and they're not into it, but they also look miserable. It's like, oh, you're not having the experience. Like, you're just here to, I don't know, like, why wouldn't you want to say hello to somebody? Why wouldn't you want to just, like, kind of let loose and, like, go with the conversation of, like, hey, where are you from? Who are you going to go see? Yeah, what are you doing right now? Yeah, because you can all relate
3: on one thing, and you guys are there for the music. And th- that's what I mentioned in a post the other day I made on Facebook. Like, take me back to that moment where you all could relate to that one song where we, we just had that moment. And, you know, that's it. I just love – I I miss this shit. I want to go back. Absolutely. That's,
2: that's one thing I think uh, I, I noticed, uh, at least in my experience with going to – compared to camping festivals to city festivals – I just feel like you have that communication a lot more compared to where like in city festivals, at least with my experience, it just seems like most people are kind of just doing their own thing. Yeah. And you don't have that like interaction.
4: Uh, yeah. you, I agree. I've, I, I had one city festival and it was just completely like everybody has their own crew and they're not really looking to like expand. And then he had like, I, don't know, I feel like there was some weird cult group walking around. I'm talking about, uh, uh the um, lost lake festival that uh phoenix tried to put together we had like one successful year the killers um uh run the jewels uh played it was it was great music right but the vibe in the crowd was just like oh it's just like everybody in fucking phoenix like convey uh like joining in one fucking spot for an evening no one's really fucking talking to each other like, we're, whatever, we're just here for the show and we're leaving. Yeah. Like, and, it's, it's just like hey, it was just a long concert.
2: And that might be, like, you know, not everybody's city music festival experience. I'm sure people have, like, had pretty cool interactions out there. But, yeah, for me, the city festivals kind of just don't vibe with, like, I haven't had that really cool, like, interaction with people at, like, city festivals like I do at camping festivals because you're just there the whole time. I mean, not only are you there to see live music, you're literally living there Yeah, I mean for four, mm -hmm. five days.
3: By the fourth day, there's like everybody's like, "Oh, we're gonna be down on Shakedown Street." It's like a big community. It's crazy because everybody just knows everybody so well by the end of the festival. And I feel like when you go to a city festival, you definitely separate yourself from that uh, experience.
4: Well, well, to talk about Shakedown Street or talk about the well the the old using days and even with my sober year, uh, my sober year I was still happy to fucking see the Molly Man because I know oh everyone's gonna get really happy right now like, <laughs> it's, like let's let's fucking let everybody know hey Molly Man's here the fucking guy he's right over there with the umbrella like the magic
1: umbrella here. man no. shit. yeah
4: it's okay I mean
2: it's okay it's been four years we're not throwing anybody under the bus <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: This if you're out there, year. Magic Umbrella Man, we love you. <laughs> uh,
4: it was a it was a good experience. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, drugs, whatever. But experience, people, like meeting you guys that one year. I think that was twenty fifteen.
2: Was it twenty fifteen? Twenty
4: fifteen.
2: I think it was twenty fifteen. I can't even remember because twenty fifteen yeah. was uh, Mumford and Sons, Billy Joel,
4: and no it wasn't that one i didn't see billy joel so i think it was 2016 But do that i don't know I don't 2016 know, was dead right in right company
2: now, like, and pearl jam and
4: pearl jam lcd pearl sound system jam.
3: yeah i think it was that year it
4: was, abs- it was absolutely pearl jam i remember fucking
3: sobbing watching fucking pearl jam oh that was such a good show yeah and we had we had and we
2: had bell at our campsite she was crazy <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I forgot about the blow oh up God. doll. So, so you know what? I was, I was drinking. She was a
4: doll? I was, I was still.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: I, was, I, was, I, I, I didn't do any hard drugs that year other than the fake Coke I found. Uh, but I was uh, totally drinking that year. So the year after that uh, was my first sober rule. And that was shit. I, I knew I was. I needed to fucking write notes and whatnot because it was gonna it was gonna slip by. So two thousand and seventeen was my sober year. Um, but yeah, just fucking amazing experiences with with or without fucking uh, help, if you if you would
2: understandable. Like uh, really. So, so with the uh, curious with the sober, like since you've been going sober, do you still go by yourself or do you go with anybody else?
4: No, so uh, I don't know if you guys remember Lloyd. Lloyd was the older dude that, uh, that I was hanging out with. We drove cross country to go, to go, um, to go to that, that, um, that day that, I wish we calling.
2: You put that name in my head and I'm like, I definitely am like, like the, the, the like the random like face shuffle in my head is like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm like,
3: I'm like, I think I've met this person. It's yeah. coming around. <laughs> and it's, it's been so long, but I, I, I think we met him. Yeah. He, he didn't go. Well, I mean, uh, he didn't go,
4: uh, I probably shouldn't really talked too much about his thing, but his experience was not my experience that year, but he had a great time.
3: Yeah, definitely. Everybody uh, has and, a different he, experience for sure.
4: Yeah. Uh, get, hey, let me go back to the story of my first Bomberoo though. Like I think we left off uh, with me ticketless in Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Yeah, go ahead, please. So, yeah, I
4: thought- yeah. So, so, like I had to figure out what the hell I was gonna do for the evening and I wasn't I was I obviously I didn't have a ticket so I didn't really have the best finances. So I got to the cheapest looking motel that I could find on the strip over there. I couldn't tell you exactly where, but it was awful. Like it, it looks it looked like a Bates motel and like walking in there I got stopped by the my my prostitute neighbor and her pimp.
1: Oh
4: shit. And it was, so, let let me take you the picture. So I'm like a six foot tall, scrawny New Yorker. Uh, I was probably like, what, 160, 170. And I had a blue Mohawk and I (laughs) stuck out like a fucking sore fucking thumb. Right. Like I, I remember walking into like whatever, I don't know if they have Piggly willy uh, Wigglies out there or some, some mom and pop gas station and the lady just started laughing. It's like you're not from around here, are you? It's like fuck, no, I'm not, I'm not from around here. <laughs> <laughs> so, how'd so you like, guess? I'm not knocking. Yeah, I'm not knocking Manchester, but there's there's sections there that are definitely not not the farm. But um, oh, I, I mean, found yeah, it. I, I, I understand.
2: Here. We we live like five hours from Tennessee. Like we're the area's not too different. <laughs> I mean,
5: yeah, you're so, you're uh, in the so, you're
2: you're in the south. Or the Midwest. I don't know. I don't know what to call it around here anymore. Whatever. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
4: So, yeah, so so here's my dumbass. Trying to have a polite conversation with these two uh, uh, interesting people. Like, they were great, though. They had, like, these old school, like, prison tattoos, like the green ones that you don't really see anymore. And, like, I had to end the conversation when she started saying, it's like, you look a lot like my son. And I was like, I got to go. Like, my room's over here. And, like, <laughs> I, I I, just fucking closed the door and immediately started, like, rethinking my, my life choices because I've never, nor have I have since been in a worst hotel room. Like, it was like a box spring for the bed. Like, there was no real mattress on it, a sheet.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Musty as fucking hell. Oh shit! Like the the the. It was like, you know, like the shining pattern carpets on the floor, but just like ground in dirt and whatnot. A chair and a television. Like it was awful, and I was just (gasps) wondering what the fuck. Did it it, it,
2: say red rum on the walls too?
4: Oh, um, so I'm sure I was about to write it in. So, like, I grabbed, <laughs> like, my, my, my initial my initial action, though, I threw my bag uh, on the floor and just grabbed the chair and set it outside the room. And that's where I stayed for, like, two or three hours because I could not go into that fucking room. It was awful.
5: Wow, it was and,
4: that bad. Yeah, it was fucking, it was bad was bad. And so I bought beer like that. That was going to be my solution for the evening. I bought myself a case of Budweiser and a, bu- and a bucket of fried chicken because I was like right down the street. And uh, that was that was my that was the majority of my, right my evening. And then like at, at one point um, I'm hanging out in my car. I don't know what the fuck I'm fucking digging around for. And the guy um, in the... So this was kind of like a, a U-shaped Motor uh, motel, so everybody's door. Is, you can see everybody if you step outside into the courtyard. And I'm in the car, and this guy comes out, looks directly at me. It's like fucking five o'clock in the evening. if the sun is going down. He's still wearing shades, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I know what's going on here. Like this, it's it's, it's my people. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, too far removed from hanging out with people like this in New York City. Like, uh, all right, this is this is what this is what's going on right now. And dude approaches my fucking car, and I'm sitting in it, and I feel a little fucking like sideways, like oh shit. He has like the upper hand on me; he can fucking do whatever he wants. And he was like, "Hey, can I use your charger in your car? Because none of the outlets work in my room." Oh, and my God. <laughs> I believed him immediately. It's like, yeah, that's probably right. And I was like, okay, go ahead. And he just sat down, plugged his phone in, turned around, looked at me. And he was like, "You smoke weed, don't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "You want some weed?" And I'm like, <laughs> <Gasp>.
5: "Yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do." He's like, "Come, uh, come on with me." So we go into his hotel room. So he has like a suite, which means he has two beds in his room instead of one. One in mine, and on the other bed, there is a fat, half-dressed man wrapped in a fucking disgusting coverall that uh, that kids, <laughs> like. Uh, you know those hotel uh, comforters that you're never supposed to keep on? He's wrapped in it and just like like <laughs> in a robe, just like rubbing it all over himself when I walk into
5: this hotel room. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
5: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
5: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh,
4: we are I'm like, oh, fuck, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> just, You're like, oh, wow, why? walking into strange people's motel rooms and, like, this is just, this is, this is what I'm doing. And uh, they were legitimately there to just smoke me out. And that's what happened. So, like, if they were okay dudes. And I told them my fucking mishap. And they were like, oh, we can totally get you into the festival. We're here for the festivals ourselves. It's like, we we I got this ticket. And, he, and like, uh, if anybody's familiar with the tickets from 2007, they're, like, a piece of Four inch by five inch piece of cardboard, right? And with all of this like wonderful, wonderful uh, neon, neon and holographic uh, designs on it, he hands me a business card that looks exactly like it, but it's just straight off a Xerox paper. Like, here, just take this, and it'll get you in. It's like, okay, dude, whatever. It's like, you know what? If you just hang out with us all day tomorrow, I guarantee you, you're gonna get in. We know people. It's like, and I'm just like nodding my head. Like, okay, guys, I appreciate all the fucking weed and like, whatever. they are like, like, I, I noticed not, not at this point, but initially like uh, the rooms in disarray. Oh, I remember at one point the fat guy's like, Hey, do you shoot up? Cause I found it. I found a needle behind the, uh, behind the nightstand
1: oh, here. It's
2: shit.
4: like, oh, no,
1: <laughs> no, thank
4: you. Why you? <laughs> um, and, yeah, I haven't seen uh, that. I haven't
2: seen that one at, a Bonnaroo,
4: at Bonnaroo yet. Yeah. Well, this is not exactly Bonnaroo, but it, it, there, there is, there is a, there is a line that, uh, that I'm gonna, I'm trying to, trying to get to here. Um, on their dresser were a lot, and I mean a lot of uh, brown paper bags. And I got a little curious, maybe about like 30 minutes into the fucking smoke session, and the guy with the shades. Saw me looking at all these fucking bags. And he was like, go ahead and look. And I'm like, okay. I like, oh, go, <laughs> oh, I open up the bag. And um, they were like, you, you ever bought those Nam Champa uh, incense boxes? And they come in like these like individual boxes.
3: Oh, yeah. So, I've like, seen those. Yeah. These
4: bags, yeah. So like, these, ind- these bags had like a bunch of these individually packed, what look like incense packages. And so I take one out and I look at it. And it looks like incense, right? Like this just brown um, roll-up tube. Like, it was like the front end of an incense stick. But just a bunch of them inside there wrapped with a piece of blue ribbon. And I smell it. And uh, the guy said to me immediately after I smelled it, because I must have put a face on it, He was like, you know what that is. <laughs> and... And uh, telling you as an ex-drug addict from New York City, I knew what the fuck that was. It was fucking opium. And we're talking about like pounds. Holy pounds shit. of fucking opium in this fucking room. And like this is just one box. Like in New York City, like a little... If if I would have rolled all that stuff up into like a golf ball, what was it like $500? Like right there. And this guy had a fucking dresser. Maybe about 5 Five stack high and maybe ten to fifteen stack long of opium in the room, and I was like, "Oh, oh shit. shit! I need to get, I need to get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and so <Yeah>. I, like, <laughs> I I took my leave and went to my my CD hotel room. Eventually, I, I I couldn't I couldn't sleep there, and I I uh, took a credit card out, and went up the street and like upgraded to a Holiday Inn, but um. Later on, remember, I don't know if I, like, later on when I was hanging out with the dudes that kind of knew Bonnaroo, um they, there was a moment where they're smoking and they say, you know, the opium is really good this year. And it was just it all clicked for me. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. This
1: those, is, it
4: all those comes guys,
1: <laughs>
4: Those guys were fucking being serious with me. They could have probably got me in. But Thank God I only spent my little bit of time with them Uh, because it was a fucking hairy situation. I mean, I'm sure people have been in much more hairier situations, but, dude, here I am, a fucking 20-some-odd-year-old kid just, like, not really fucking, like, looking for trouble in another fucking state. And here I am just, like, happily walking into it. But all in all, if that was the worst experience I had, and it's not exactly the worst honor was still what happened to me when I got into the ground it really changed changed everything for me like despite yeah. the fact that I had no tent no supplies um, not really a clue on how to like properly like socially interact with people and I'm not kidding like I'm, I'm awkward as fucking hell and especially if you're there alone it gets a little hairy but people were so inviting so like oh let's hang out or like Oh, where are you from? Like it, it was the small things that started making you see, like you know what? I don't to to get more personal. I don't always have to act so guarded all the fucking time. Yeah. Like people are not out to get me all the fucking time. And this this little experience starts showing me that the world can actually be really fucking nice if you present yourself in an open manner. Like if you if you close off, you'll you'll have that closed off experience. But if you open up. Be okay. And be be cool yourself. When things fucking happen. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's always gonna be fine.
3: It, um, it definitely taught me how to be myself. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, I'm yeah. Like, yeah Bonnaroo is just like I mean, it's it's what, that thing that just like it's that doorway to just being yourself. Pretty yeah. much. It and doesn't.
3: Honestly, over the years, it became more of a reunion for me and my friends than just going to a music festival. It was just a, a place where we all met up every year and had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, regardless, and you know, hopefully you know, we, you know, we can get lineup. back to that soon because uh, I I'm, miss it. I'm over. Yeah, <laughs> I miss it. Well, peop- I miss people. I miss mean, people like Victor. I miss into you guys. I mean, it's uh,
4: the, the like a little loophole gatherings like that that year that I was sober and I was just like, you know what? I actually have something to do right now. I'm gonna go meet some old fucking friends, and I was excited just to fucking go and just see familiar faces and, yes. and it's just get a fucking, get a sticker. You know, that 2017 yellow sticker I had on my fucking phone for a year. Like oh, yeah. I would, I, I still had it after I took away the, after I dropped off the phone and got a new case. Like I, I kept the sticker.
0: That's like it, super it's awesome.
4: Yeah. It's, it's something that means a lot to me. Like just to know that there is, a consistent community that I can go say hello to and just like, it it doesn't matter if like a year goes by or two years go by. I know the fucking loopholes there. Like I know I'm going to go see it. I know, I know there's larger, like there's super group right on Reddit, and like these like really large, like crazy. Like I went to their campsite. It's like, it's wonderful what they do, but man, I'm just glad I met you guys. Like it's, it's,
2: well, that man, that the, the is way, like that, just warms down. my heart so much. Like saying stuff like that, because I, I love the super group people too. Like I, yeah, they're all when, really cool When people. we did our group camping uh, the last time, they were right we, next to we, us. Yeah, they were literally
3: right <laughs> next to us, so it was pretty fun. And they 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 were going all weekend. They had a DJ. Oh, yeah. They they were really cool people.
4: Yeah, no, their their campsites are fucking amazing. It's it's always fun. And then you have like the Adult Swim guys. Like it's there's so much to be had at Bonnaroo. Like Absolutely. You'll never, you'll never see the whole thing. And then you have those, like you have those legends of the whorehouses and the, (laughs) and the strip clubs and like, Oh, it's like, Oh shit. I, I can't imagine it happening there. And you know what? Maybe it's a good thing. I don't, I don't get to see every part of the farm, but it really is whatever you want to make it. I know there's family camping out there. I'm planning on bringing the year that never was in 2020, Uh, I was going to bring my daughter. I wasn't going to do family camping. My daughter was eight at the time. Um, I wasn't going to do family camping because I wasn't going to be that much of a fucking lame, but it's it's a place where I could see it's how you want to develop your experience. You can have a family experience, right? I see you see kids there all the freaking time. Oh, yeah, and having a great time, too. Yeah. So the parents seem cool as shit. Like everybody's super fucking hippie. Like everything's like, why wouldn't I, this place isn't fucking, it, it's not burning man. Right. It's not, not like i I could risk my daughter's fucking health going there. Yeah, like, absolutely. This just
3: Tennessee. This yeah. is, this is just, we're just having fun in the, adventure. in the sun, listening to music. Yeah. It's, it definitely, it brings a lot of people together. It doesn't really matter of age, in my opinion. And like you said, I've seen a bunch of kids there, and they love it. It's it's such
4: an open open place. Like, I really it's it's. – I'm so happy I found it. And real quick, uh, just to uh, kind of tell you my, my last little story about me getting heat stroke that first year. Oh, yeah, go I on was, ahead. I was, watching, I, was, I was watching Brazil Girls, and, of course, not hydrated, drinking all the fucking time. And it's like the middle of the day. Hey, and, like, that's easy a, like, to do
3: in Tennessee. Honestly,
4: it is, it is. And like people need to be aware that it's, it's dangerous, especially if you have the other fucking extra COVID activities going on. Like be careful. Like you, you, you got to take care of yourself. Absolutely. You hear every year that somebody, somebody dies. Like there's, and everybody's, like, really upset and sad about it. But we all know it's, like, maybe they just didn't have the help that they needed. Yeah, and mainly like,
3: because they didn't drink water yeah. and they were dehydrated. And that that really is the most important part. You definitely need to keep hydrated at Bonnaroo. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, take care of yourself. Be safe.
2: And
3: there's, um, and there's so, so many
2: water stations I, around. It's, like, dude, like, there's, like, come on, man, like
3: just have a water bottle.
4: Camelbacks. People don't really have the head. like They're they're not screwed on right at some point. And that's why community. Like, Look, I was lucky that my experience that I had, I didn't really have anybody taking care of me, but I had enough sense with me to go um, to Stenaru. And I still remember the the tree um, that I ended up passing out under. Like, Passing out or falling asleep, I just knew that I needed to get off my feet and in some shade, and that was the closest one to me. And I remember, I remember getting under the tree, lying down and falling asleep. And like two hours go by, and I wake up, and mind you, like this is this is a scene. I go to this tree. It's empty. It's in Centaroo. I go. I fall asleep and I wake up, and I'm surrounded by people sleeping. Like now, now that I'm seasoned, now that I've been to more than a few bonfires, uh, I understand that this is commonplace. People tend to just go to the shade and go hang out and go fall asleep. I but couldn't tell you how many times I've passed head, <laughs> But me and my young dumb head, I thought me falling asleep under this tree gave everybody else the path
3: to sleep under this tree. I felt it's like, so hey, this proud guy's doing myself. it. Seems like a good place. <laughs> we did all.
4: Do it. it's You're it's a trendsetter. To be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how dumb that's how dumb I was. But um,
2: <laughs> hey, I mean, apparently, it wasn't that dumb because everybody else took your lead.
4: Well, it, what what really fucking happened though? Like the the well, obviously, I woke up there. There was just a feeling of like feeling so comfortable with me just kind of doing what I needed to do to be in self care, and if that meant falling asleep in the middle of a music festival under the tree and no one stole my wallet right i was completely fucking okay and like i'm sure some people have had like bad experiences i know people got fucking robbed and tents broken into just like it, it's, a, it's a fucking shame but my experience over there i've never been in such a big crowd and not feel so okay that everything's fine most everybody here is watching out for most everybody here.
2: Absolutely, like I, I I can definitely uh, I can voucher for that like experience as well. That that's definitely been my experience, to where it's just like you have no worries about the other people around you. It's like yeah, like I I can man? lay down here and have all my stuff out in the open, and it's gonna be there when I wake
3: up. Because if anything, people just be like, yeah. "Hey, are you all right? You okay? Do you need some water?" I've
4: had that experience, and I've and- and I've been that person just to go approach somebody who looks a little hard up in the fucking world. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Hey, okay? And if they just they just mumble, yeah, yeah, I'm
1: okay, it's like okay, cool. You like, know, uh, I, I
4: can I can live with myself that I, I, I expressed my concern to another human being and I and I, thankfully I'm not the only person in a crowd of what, eight thousand? Like that uh, does that. eighty. Does that, uh, 80. Good yeah. God. Good yeah. god. And most of them are good. Most yeah. of, like it's ninety,
2: ninety, ninety-eight percent of the people are there are good. It's an, it's unfortunate yeah, that yeah, it's not a hundred. Cool but career. yeah, you you hear those stories. So I mean, it it sucks. But most of the people are, are of an eighty. I mean, to have eighty thousand people there and like ninety-eight percent of them are good. Shit. Yeah, I'll take it.
4: Yeah, that's 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 great. That's a great one. So like, uh, I gotta go and make dinner for my daughter right now. But like, if I could just. Any sort of parting uh, words, one dude, thank you guys for putting this thing together. Uh, any opportunity to talk about one of my favorite activities that I do every year, um, especially if we're not being able to do it, let's at least talk about it. And you guys are definitely hammering out the the venue for people to express their love for this music festival, and I commend you. And I'm very thankful that uh, that that it's happening. Um, but if anybody's listening to this and If you're a veteran and you've never been there alone, do it because you'll learn about yourself. I'm sure you've heard that a thousand times. If you've never been to the festival, go to it. And if you are going to go to the festival, come say hi and be nice, be cool. And uh, I'll see you guys on the farm.
2: Man. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us. We, we appreciate it so much, man. Like you, You gave us more, so much more than we could have possibly expected, man. Like, your story, I hope, inspires other people to come up on here and, like, tell us their stories. And we would love to make this a consecutive thing and, like, try to have people on here and just, you know, share this interaction with everybody else. And like you said, like, share this thing with everybody else. Yeah,
4: We definitely want to thank you again, Jector. uh, as, as a little postscript on this one, like if anybody's also having, uh, any sort of, uh, struggles with drug or alcohol use and you think it's kind of like going beyond the, what it used to be, like I know that feeling. Go ahead and look for me on the, on the loophole for reality. I'm Victor Montoya. I'll be glad to talk to you guys. And if you guys need some help, I can, I'm uniquely qualified to give some conversation and share my experience with uh, with substance abuse and also tell you that it could happen you can go to a music festival and not
3: use absolutely thank you so much Victor for that absolutely like, Victor like Blaze said over here we, we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story and we cannot wait to see you again back at the loop reality meetup and if anybody else wants to come to meet up we're always meeting up in center Roo. so please come hang out with us
4: Guys, gentlemen, have a great evening. Uh, and to the to the Rue family, I'll see you on the forum. Take it easy.
2: All right. Thank you, Victor. Thank
3: you so much. Thank you, guys, from the to Reality. This has been a great episode. Uh, tune in next Friday. Thank you.